Welcome to Exit the Red Race, the podcast for high performance who want to enter the next level in business and in life with more focus, more energy, clarity, and freedom. We don't do dusty book wisdom or guru quotes. It's all about real, extraordinary experiences and the raw lessons from daily life. He asks you the questions that no one else does. Sometimes tough, sometimes in your face, but always with one goal, challenging you to live your most legendary life. Here's your host, Daniel Kluke. Exit the Red Race. Hi, everybody. Welcome at this new Grosscast with the title Personal Development as the New Drugs. And it's a special episode because today I'm not alone. I'm here with my lovely partner, Ingwil Molenaar. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Ingwil, can you introduce yourself also to uh, yeah, give the people that are listening to this a clear understanding of what your, uh, what your background is, what your specialities are in this field that we're working in together? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm never the best at the short pitches. I'm going to do my best. So um, I uh, specialize in doing the inner work and I coach and mentor people on that plane. And part of that, so the inner work is everything inside of us, right? We're very focused on the outside world. Yes. Um, and we tend to take what, what happens in the outside world as the truth. Mm. But then when you close your eyes and you're awake, you come into the inner world. And that's my specialism. That's where you feel and where things, you know, the rules change a little bit. And so a very important part of my work uh, is taking the body as part of that inner world because it's a great communication device. So I work with embodiment and inner work and then I teach physical movement, embodied meditation and Kap Kundalini process. Yeah, for the people that don't know, um, we also gave trainings all around the world together. A combination of all our expertise is uh, combined. And what I really love is what you say, when you close your eyes, you go into your inner world, you become more awake. It's uh, contrary to each other if you listen yes. to the word. So fantastic. So personal development as the new drugs, what does that mean to you when I say that? Well, this is something, of course, we together talk about a lot. Absolutely. Um, it's really interesting. I think... The world has changed a lot over the past decades and people have started to become more interested in personal development, spiritual development, whatever you want to call it. Um, but still we're kind of looking for rules and for um, the, the right quotes and the methods to then grow. So tell me what I need to do, give me the five-step protocol and then I do it. And what happens is that we get these experiences Right When you go on this journey of development, you get experiences and suddenly your world shifts or your world changes because you feel something different. You experience something different than you thought was possible. But what happens is people start to chase these experiences, start to chase the new magical quote, the new affirmation, the new kick. Yeah. And so our personal growth moments of you know expanded growth and experience they become the new thing we chase and they become a new drug yeah and in a way it's the opposite when we have those conversations what we always say yes. 
all those techniques, all those processes, all those quotes, they are more like training wheels to unlock something that is already inside of you and you don't need those techniques. They can help you to speed it up. Exactly. Um, let you experience new part of yourself. I was sometimes compared to Super Mario. I'm from uh, 81, right? So the <laughs> 80s. And then you played Super Mario and he jumps. And at the end, he jumps on that flagpole and you go to the next level. Um, and in a way, personal development and all the techniques and everything that is out there, if you really take the time, and we will go into that deeper uh, later in this conversation, and you start to integrate, it allows you only to go to the next level. But you can do without, right? It's maybe, <laughs> and we're both entrepreneurs also, so business-wise, maybe not the smartest thing to say, but you don't need it. It's, no. more, it's more like how to, let's say, it, it's, it can be a roadmap, it uh, yeah and it's great right we i think it is ingrained into our humanness to always look for the wise person or a Absolutely. person who has experienced something that you haven't yet uh, that's why we have teachers right why people why kids go to school um but in essence it's all within us already and i see as you say they are training wheels all the methods in the world all the philosophy in the world they are like ways to help us, you know, see something we couldn't see before, understand something we couldn't understand before. So it, it's it's like a tractor beam, you know, in Star Trek. Sometimes they will tractor beam the other ship. And a, a good teacher or a wise person can be like a tractor beam. And also a method can be like that. But then you have to go and do it on your own power. You have to integrate whatever you experienced. And I think that's where we miss a lot of inside yeah and then you can also back to the title of this growth was personal development as the new drugs uh, as you know uh, last week i was teaching the new women of method instructors um and then what i noticed is people come to you and they are so focused and uh, those are new soon to be certified instructors and they love the women of method and i get that it's a real powerful tool with if you do it right you can find a lot of refinement in it but it's really like i need to go into the cold every day and i need to do the breathing every day and if i don't do it then yeah i don't feel that good but if you then l listen to the words or the sentence personal development as the new drug if you need to go into exactly. the cold to feel good about yourself and of course without all the beautiful uh, scientific benefits of the wim hof method you're dependent now on constantly going into the cold exactly. or doing your breathwork practice. But if you think about it, if you ju would just think about being in the cold, you could shift your state immediately to that similar kind of state without actually doing it. Exactly. So actually what you're saying is we're kind of switching. You know, First it was you needed to drink the Coca-Cola to feel better, like for those five minutes, or you needed to go party, whatever, and now we found a more healthy something to do, and it helped us to break some boundaries, but now this has become the new thing you have to do to find that state. And it rubs off, right? Because Absolutely. you know, you've done it so many times, and your body starts adapting, and your mind gets a little bored, because more often we do something 
the more we get used to it and it becomes normal. Yeah, and, and then and then you see the same thing as people using drugs because then more becomes better, right? If you drugs also, you start to exactly. uh, get uh, used to it, so you use more. But with the, for example, breath work or meditation or cold, okay, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes instead or 10 minutes or whatever, or I'm going to do cold exposure and I double my time. Exactly. Because every time you need more to have the same kind of experience. And it's it's interesting also with CAP, so the Kundalini activation process. Yeah, you recently entered that field, right? Yeah, you, in a way you were doing uh, it for many years, but now... I became a facilitator, um, which means that I can now um, tractor beam people into this state of CAP. <laughs> it's really hard to explain, and maybe we'll do another podcast on that someday. Um, but people really... So with CAP, you can get into this state of expanded experience of who you are. And you can feel like life flowing through you. And people will get the same kind of experiences like in deep breath work, for example. And it will really change the way you enter back into your life. But then what I hear quite often, it's the same with breath work. People come back like, yeah, so this really upgraded everything. But then it was like a month ago or two months ago. And uh, yeah, it kind of rubs off a little and I don't feel it. And I fell back into what I was. And that is where I switch on because it's super interesting. Did you really fall back? Or did you now integrate the things you experienced and you're ready for a next level of opening a door? Absolutely. But the same as like you're now talking about CAP, eh, it's something that's really coming up in the whole world of personal development. is getting a lot of traction and a lot of people in the internet are seeing it. Um, but let's say two years ago, it was like um, ayahuasca. Yep. It's still really popular. Yep. Um, but you really sometimes on other podcasts or people talking about, yeah, I do my practice, but in a way that's not really working for me. So I'm just going to do every month an ayahuasca session to clean out the gutter, as we always say to each other. Yes, and then we clean out the gutter. But But what do you do then? And so I think this is where it gets um, interesting and where we're missing part of the process. Okay, so we have a lot of people now um, who have a lot of insight. We have more insight into our inner world and our personal development, I think, than we ever had on a big level as humans, you know, modern humans. So we all have the personal development books. We did the courses. Some of us wrote the courses. Some of us wrote the books. And we have this mind full of insights yes and then people say but yeah but i still you know still keep falling back yes so what is missing true and it has to do with the insight level is only the first level of understanding after that two more in really important levels come yeah, so let's sum that up. So level one, as you say, you just understand something. It's inside, right? Yeah. So it's the mind, and it can go very quickly. The mind is a very, very quick means. It, it understands something in a second, and you can see it, and then you understand. Yeah. And that's where we all recite the, the roomy quotes, and you know, <laughs> we, we keep saying those things because we understand it with our mind. Yeah. And, and that's uh, um, when you're in that, let's say, that phase of using personal development as drugs... Um, and you probably uh, you will no, no, probably you will share those other two levels, of course. But the understanding part 
can also be the distracting from yourself part because you can just buy the new book or the new course or yeah. you go to the next event um, and you just stay on that level one because you just accumulate more knowledge. And, and it gives a kick, right? We like to understand stuff with our minds. Yeah, but without those kick. other two levels, it still feels safe because you, in a way, you're only playing on the level of understanding. Exactly. So what and, is the uh, but, but I think we also really don't understand that there's another level because we have been trained ever since we went to school as four-year-olds. We've been trained so much to develop with our heads that we, that we really have a blind spot that true growth doesn't just happen in the head. Yeah. And we all do it in our own ways, right? Because oh yeah. even this morning, sitting with our coffee, we're talking about building business. Uh, and we know <laughs> a lot of the stuff, all the principles and the strategies and the tactics. But uh, then, in a way, that's a little bit of our own, <laughs> let's say, deflection strategy to just know it, but Absolutely. without not playing on those other two levels. So it's not only in the field of personal development. No, it's everywhere. It's, it's also health, it's business, uh, it's relationships. You can read all the books about being a great parent, for example, but then you're still on that level one. And and so you can understand that with your head, parenting is a great example, uh, or being in a relationship. You can understand what it takes to be a good parent, yes. and then your mind is trying to change your behavior, but it costs so much energy. You have to think about everything you do all the time. So then comes in, we want to let that sink in deeper into a second layer of understanding. Ooh. The second layer. Oh, sexy, huh? Yeah. And that is realization. Realization. And realization, I love the word realization. So sometimes you can understand something for very long, mm -hmm. like those sayings in our languages, yes. and then suddenly you realize what it means. Yes. You know, suddenly Absolutely. it's like, I've been saying this for so long, and now 40 years later, for the first time, I've realized what it really means. So when you realize something you understand, it really enters your reality. Yes. It starts to enter the way you experience the reality of the world. Yeah. And it becomes more tangible. So in, you know, in a way what I hear you say, it, it changes the perception eh, of your inner world, how you ex 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 experience the ec uh, external world. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, it yeah. can change your view on the world. It will change the way you interact with the world. Yeah. In a way, because suddenly you want to... So if I would say handstanding, mm -hmm. like... I can you can read a book about what it how you have to handstand what you need to do for it and then you understand it on a cognitive level. Yeah. Okay, so now you're a, an expert on handstanding. Yeah. But then when you start to realize what it means to handstand, then you suddenly realize and you, you kind of start to feel in a way what you have to do to get to that. Yeah. And you understand, oh, if I want to learn this, I'm going to get muscle ache, yeah. I'm going to struggle, I'm going to fall. And I'm going to get up and fall. I'm going to get frustrated. So this is between the two layers. Yeah. You and you need to realize before something can really become your reality. So in a way, level one is, for example, reading the brochure about your favorite amusement park. And level two is you're moving towards or you're traveling to it and you're entering the gate and like, and wow, now you're there. And you start to already get like those tickles in your stomach because you know it's going to be real something to be in the roller coaster. Exactly. And you're not in but the roller coaster. you haven't done it yet. Exactly. You're not in the roller <laughs> coaster. You kind of know, <gasps> this is going to make my heart pound. I'm probably going to scream. I don't know if I'm going to do it. That's the realization of yeah. the things. Okay, So we get then 
I think this is where most of us kind of think now I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm done. Why is nothing changing yet? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then and then we and, get and, and by the way, also and and that's the whole f- thing when it comes to growth and personal development, there is almost like an illusion that it also all needs to be nice. <laughs> it yes. needs to be great. Exactly. It needs to be perfect. But the moment only positive, there is like a dark cloud coming, and it starts to feel uncomfortable. Just what you say with that handstand, yeah, you you like uh, you start to realize like oh wow this will be challenging and and you're you've read all the books and i'm a level one you're read, read all the books about personal development uh, one of the quotes sometimes robin sharma is using i think he's saying um sweat more in training so that you bleed less and more now it sounds amazing of course great concept yeah it's, it's beautiful but then when your internal world war is starting and you start to let's say realize like whoa this is really uncomfortable we think something is off because the illusion is being created that personal development and growth is mostly about always being in that state of oh this is fantastic because the, the idea is that once we have like integrated all that personal development and we've grown so much then only the good things will come to us. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's also, of course, it's the it's the mind fuck with everybody who's obsessed with manifesting. Yeah. Once I have got my manifesting skills check, then only great things are going to happen. Once my vibration, that's the spiritual talk, right? Yeah. Then only good things are going to come. <coughs> Bummer. It's not going to be like that ever. The same thing like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for more balance in my life. That, that, that balance is the end goal. But... In a way, the end goal is realizing that there is no balance. Yeah, balance only exists because the opposites are there. Exactly. It's a dance. Exactly. And it's a roller coaster through life. Yes. There is the roller coaster again. Yeah, so what we're now actually hinting towards, and that's the third level of realization, and this is actually the true passageway to really integrated growth and wisdom. This is where insight becomes wisdom. That's embodiment. Are there, uh, for the listeners over there, other words besides embodiment? Because you are really into embodiment. What other words would describe embodiment? Uh? What to embody something is to really live through it, to yeah. become it, to live it, to taste it, to feel it, to be in the midst. So it's like with the handstand, it is to do it. Go and do it. Exactly. It's like Wim, Wim Hof often says, like the, mind, the mindset part, just do it. But that's, and what Robin Sharma says, sweat more. It's sweating. Exactly. And it's, it's great to talk about sweat more, but nobody wants to sweat. Exactly. Sometimes even people say, I hate uh, sweat being <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> but in, in a way, in my language, that would be integration, that it's integrated within yourself. Exactly. For me, then, if you look at those three steps, and I will ask you to sum it up in a second, is the, the first step, if you would have like an iPhone or an Android phone, you go to the App Store and you start to real, or you, you see that there is an, an update or a new app out there that's just the knowledge part. And you start to realize with going over all the possibilities that that app has, yeah, that's the phase of realization. And then the third step is installing it, the integration part, the embodying it on my phone, Using and it's it. running it. It's yeah. running on my system. The, the thing is, with the embody, embodied uh, layer of understanding... This is where it gets super messy. Absolutely. And this is 
this is where you uh, get really lost, where you get really frustrated, where you think nothing is ever changing. Because once you have the insight, that's like the tractor beam, right? So that's what a teacher can do for you. You get the tractor beam and you get the insight and, you exactly. and then you realize, whoa, this is what will happen once I go through that. Uh, but then when you really have to go through the process of integrating that and embodying, becoming that, training that, living through that, for example, feeling those really hard feelings we have stored in ourselves, which we need to feel to come to a next version of ourselves. Exactly. Like to, to, to open up the wisdom we have within us, we have to feel what we feel. And this is where we run. Exactly. Or we get pills to not feel so down. Or, or we go to the next personal development. Uh, we want our new insight and kick because, okay, this is not fun. Now I'm doing wrong. And, and so many people I hear, um, you know, come to me and say, yeah, but I'm, I'm just really scared for whatever I will find when I close my eyes and I meditate or I breathe or I do cap or... Um, or the other side that that uh, that we experience or we say to ourselves, I'm now at the point I already know it all. Yes. Hey, you I had that, that also a while back, right? This usually happens um, when we are stuck a little between the insight level and the realization. Usually when people get to the realization level, like they realize what it means and then they think they're done. Yeah. Uh, and then, But there's just something really stubborn in us which really doesn't want to go through the mud. Excellent. I always... I always um, see the embodiment part like really swimming through the mud pool exactly and and because <laughs> it's really dirty and it stinks and and it's beautiful as well when you learn to go through that it's it's amazing but you have to learn inner structures to guide yourself through yeah and, and also allowing yourself that it's okay to be in that muddy messy and cool. to think you've gone the wrong way and to think you've lost the way and to think you're probably because it takes too long. Exactly. Because when you think it will take long and it will be messy, it will always take a little longer and be more messy than you expect. Yeah. But but it's also interesting because a while back I was reading about the model about experts. So when is somebody an expert? And it was an interesting model because you go through phases, just like the three phases Ig is now sharing with us, is that at the beginning, hey, we consciously know that we know not that much about something, but then you start to study and you go to, let's say, uh, integrate or embody certain things. But then that's the middle point. We sometimes have that tendency then, the feeling that we know it all. Like now we are the expert. We know it all. Yeah. There is not that much room for growth anymore. Almost like that guru, high-level expert status. But in a way, that's the worst place to be in. And we need to go through all those stages. But it's the it's a worse place from my perception when you don't realize that, when you don't have that awareness about it. Yeah. Because the next step, and I've been through it myself, and I don't know how is that for you, but then at a certain point, you go even further in that model, and then you start to, that's the true, let's say, level of being an expert in something. And you know that you know a lot, but you also know that you don't, or, or that you uh, don't know a lot of things either. Yeah. And th that you know your strengths, that yep. you know your weakness. Like, yeah, I, I, I know really a lot about this topic, but every time I go into, let's say, a mentoring session or maybe you doing a cap session, it's like... It's totally new every time. So in a way that, and that's also a quote, being the inter eternal student, 
then it's not a quote anymore, but it's part of being an expert in your field. The more you, the more your knowledge turns into wisdom, the more you know you don't know anything. And uh, I think as you, you were asking like um, another word for the embodiment, it's also a, a process of dying in a way. Yeah. Because when you start to integrate new insights and a new reality, a part of who you thought you were and how you interact with the world will die. This is shedding identity. When you integrate, truly integrate and embody your new insights, um, a lot of bullshit identity will die. Yeah, yeah but, but that's also one of the huge differences that makes a difference. Will you, let's say, when it comes to personal development, leadership, growth, communication, whatever it is, will you work on the level of habits, what you see a lot out there? Yep. Let I'm going to help you to shed out of old habits and I'm going to help you to install new habits. If you then listen to what Ingmar was saying, that won't work because you literally work on a low level, only what you're doing, your behavior. But true change only will happen when you will change on the level of identity. And that doesn't mean that you need to look for something outside of yourself. It's unlocking something within yourself and emotionally that feels like you're dying. And then there's that magic factor that we all try to speed up and rush, also with that level of experts that I was talking about. And that's the factor time. Yep. Like we're both into the field of personal development now for 10 years, I think. And every day you're like, oh, wow. The moment you sometimes feel that hint now within yourself, and I'm like, I know a lot. And then you realize, I don't know shit. It's extremely humbling. It is. And and I think that's the, mo- that really kind of touches me. Yeah. I think that's the most, wow, beautiful part of the process. So whatever we do in our job um, is also sharing what we've learned through our own struggles and yeah. through our own like being this student all the time um but in the same time we're constantly going through that ourselves we exactly. we have both never gotten to that person yeah, you know, i'm just there <laughs> you know i think i think a lot I of us oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i no, think no, no. a lot of us um have like uh enlightened experiences of like course. where you're elevated yeah. and you can see everything um and if you haven't, you can have that too. Everybody can have. Everybody has those. We just need to know what they are. But they should not create that new super ego telling you, "I know everything. I'm done. Follow me." But it should make you more humble. I think, you know, your mentor, um, John Grinder. Yeah. He has this beautiful concept of the know nothing state. Yes. That's that. Absolutely. That's wisdom speaking. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. And w- what I nowadays truly love, if I look at my own practice and growth, is that all those quotes and all those things that are out there, um, hey, you read them. And to be honest, uh, it's one of my other podcasts. I'm r- now reading less and less books instead of more and more because hey, that first level of knowledge, uh, letting go of that. But at the same time, all that beautiful knowledge because it's powerful if yeah. you go through all the three levels is you start to connect it to everyday life exactly hey you you have to quote and then you go through an experience and then like ah 
this is how it truly feels on all three levels and only that one level. And so the more you get, I don't know if you recognize that, but I think we can only understand something if it resonates deep within us and we start to realize that the trainings we follow, the teachings we that resonate with us, they actually awake some knowledge that was already within us. Exactly. It's just giving words to what we couldn't consciously notice yet. Absolutely. So when I work with people, I, I always tell them, and this is really bad for business, but my aim is for you, if you work with me, to not need me as soon as possible. So I activate within you your pathways to your knowledge. Exactly. Yeah, but, uh, and to be honest, <laughs> I literally wrote it down uh, a few minutes ago. Like, we both have that um, standard when we work with people. It's like we, let's say, mentor people, we teach people, we guide people to do it independently without us. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's a long process. It can sometimes take a year, two years, two and a half years. But the end the goal is always to yeah, let people go out into the world and and that also comes back like that factor of time and dying what you were saying emotionally entering that new version of your identity that comes back to the discomfort the the muddiness yes and so th- that can take time and to be honest like we both for years have different kind of mentors we in we don't in any way say don't have a mentor in your life. I most of the times have like two, and you also have like two. And the form of a mentor can be many things. It can I be an online course. Having great mentors. Yeah, like because what we're talking about right now, and also those three levels, yeah, is that um, to see it, to integrate it, and all those levels Ing was talking about. Sometimes you need somebody that will lift you in a way above the maze to help you see where you're stuck with yourself exactly. by asking yourself the right questions. And you know, I'm, I'm a, a man. I work with a lot of men also in, in, in my mentoring sessions. Um, but I always say, like, if you start to work with me, I'm not here to give you a good feeling. If I'm go- giving you a good feeling, to be honest, in a session especially in the middle point, 75% point of a session, if you only feel okay and it's comfortable and it's nice and it's fluffy, and I will say, like, there are no... I'm not there to make uh, rainbows and unicorns flying around (laughs) and putting stardust everywhere. No, the moment... Cheering you on all the time. Yeah, like the cheerleader coach, because there are a lot of them out there, like, oh, yeah. No, it's like sometimes it's just to challenge their status quo and not sometimes... Like and that's what I love with John Grenner. He was also the mentor of Tony Robbins, and he say, like the responsibility, and I love his wording, the responsibility for an agent of change, and you can replace it for mentor, coach, or whatever teacher feels good, is to disrupt the yeah. model of the world, so the internal world of a human being, with every means possible. That's beautiful. Yeah, but at the same time, intense, right? Yes, it's very uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Are you willing, as a mentor, to do the work that is necessary, absolutely necessary to create change? And sometimes that is just a hug, because a hug can be really uncomfortable for some people. And sometimes um, you do things that are really, in a way, now yeah, impactful, 
uh, yeah, challenging for people. Like uh, the story he sometimes uses, like, okay, but if you need to throw a glass of water in their face, <laughs> do it, because then they're getting out of that that pattern. And I'm not recommending for the coaches that are listening to this to throw glasses You've of gotta water. got to have a sensitivity to know when to do the glass of water. <laughs> that is true. I, I think um, what pops up, in my mind, so when, when we get to the to that embodiment layer, right? I will also say something about what comes after that because we've already addressed that, but we haven't. Before you do that, can you then first sum up the three la- layers again for okay, all the listeners? Yeah. So because otherwise, three layers of understanding is one is insight that's on a mental level, the so cognitive, the knowing. cognitive knowing, and it's in your head, right? You can, you know, that goes really quickly. Then we have the realization, that's like the transition between in your head and the next level of really becoming something. So realization is when you start to realize what it means for your reality, this insight you have. And then three is the embodiment, is embodying it, becoming it, living it. And that gets a little messy, as we said. And this last layer, uh, or this most important layer, these, of course, don't go chronically, but they go, you know, they go asymmetrical and uh, nonlinear. This, what you need there, and that's, I think the most forgotten skill is to feel. Embodiment, really becoming something, means you feel. That is perfect. And and that is where we run from. We run from that because that is intense. It's throughout the senses, senses of your body, yeah. alarm. Absolutely. And um, it's it's being in this... You know, your whole world is that. Even though you know your tears will stop yeah. at some point, it feels like they never stop. So the, the feeling part, in a way, is also an update of your reality, right? It is, and we forget that. Yeah, because it's it's like with the, the metaphor of the, the amusement park. Eh? Level one, you read about the music park. Level two, you go into the amusement park. You see the roller coaster. Level three, you go into the cart and go through the lo- roller coaster. Uh-huh. And you really start to experience how experience it is, it. and then you have, let's say, that kinesthetic, that level of feeling, kind of like I've been through this roller coaster, and I feel the adrenaline rushing through my body, and I feel like pumped up because I did it. And, and we need some time to to let that buzz out again. When we go through embodiment, exactly. uh, through feeling, we also need to take some time. To just let things be and Absolutely. just let it resonate and see, and that's that's what comes after that. See who we've become. Yeah. After that, so when when a feeling comes through our system, when whether it's sadness, anger, happiness, uh, this is energy, and energy has information. Absolutely. And so the information will set into your being, and you will change. It Absolutely. will change you. That's transformation. But then also seeing. And what you who you become, what you say, is in in a way also, and that's the reflection part. And there are multiple ways of doing it. One way is just journaling or meditation and complementation on it. Doing is nothing. to is to yeah doing nothing is, is to zoom out yeah. and really in a way observe yourself. And I think that's one of the and especially that last step um, is the part that also people forget, and we also sometimes forget it. Like we're people too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh, um, when I work with people. The the number one skill if they want to go to really do the inner work 
It's the skill of being able to zoom in and out. Yes. And to be very flexible Absolutely. between that. Zooming in to be within the experience and then zooming out to oversee the experience. Yeah. And then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Exactly. And there are multiple ways of doing that. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. So at the end of every growth cast, I'm always asking a question and I would like to give you the honor today in relationship to those four levels that we went through eventually about eh, with this title personal development as the new drugs i always love like that one question that in a way disrupts the current status quo of everybody that's listening what one question would you like to ask the listeners what feelings are you not yet willing to feel beautiful thank you so much thank you thank you for joining us If you don't want to miss an episode of Exit the Red Race, make sure to subscribe. Are you listening through Apple Podcasts? We'd love you to leave a review. Do you know someone who really should hear this episode? Share it in your favorite social media so you can tag them. Oh, and don't forget to tag Daniel as well. Want to know more about Daniel Kluken? Check out his website at danielkluke.com. Are you ready to live your legend? See you next time. Exit the rat race.